0: not content with your content you've come to the right place the discontent show with joe kuzma every brand starts with a story here's how you can grow your business by sharing it now with today's topic the host of the discontent show joe kuzma Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma. As always, I love welcoming our new and returning listeners. I've always got a lot of topics I want to talk about. Not enough time in a day, but today I think we're going to get to one of the pillars, the fourth pillar of content marketing. As I said, welcome new and returning listeners. That means for those of you who've already been on board here, I'm gonna quickly review what my five pillars of content marketing is because this show, of course, not only the tips and tricks to content marketing, social media marketing, a large portion of that, and obviously social media, one of my five pillars, but also the benefits as to why you want to get involved with new media or digital marketing or any, any of those type of buzzwords as they call it when it comes to, well, the pillars that I talk about, the ones that are most important to me that I feel have the most value to you, the least barrier of entry as far as producing content because that's what you're doing when you are involved with content marketing that means blogging is one of the big ones for me blogs are huge writing comes easy to me you could be brief you could be long form although if you get a little too long people are going to skim they're going to miss some of the information some of the articles that i read holy cow i'm a reader but i can't get through all of them so uh but In short bursts, blogging's great because you know what, and we're gonna get to this with email too, it's your content, it's on your site, and it gives you something to post to, ta-da, social media. You could share it out on Facebook, on Twitter. It brings people back to your website, which is the main benefit of anything with content marketing is it helps. You know what a sales lead is? It means it leads people to you. It leads them to your brand, your business, your products, and your services. So, and maybe not without, you don't have to be salesy in any of this stuff too. All you're really doing is, and it should come easy if you're an expert in your field. Obviously, I'm talking about the, this because i am very knowledgeable on all of these various different things but you won't catch me talking about repairing cars as i try to dabble with one in my driveway as we're currently speaking so uh you won't see that but i would be very interested in if someone had a blog or a podcast yet another pillar speaking about repairing automobiles i may even be uh ...tuned to purchasing something if they had a book on repairs or if they were available to service my vehicle. And that's kind of where you're at here. You're trying to build a rapport with your audience... Hopefully, I'm doing that with all of the listeners here for the Discontent Show as well and offering something of value. But of course, everyone can't do all of these things for free. But yet, as opposed to your traditional marketing like TV or radio or newspaper magazines, trade magazines, any type of advertising like that, flyers, there are like hard costs to all of that stuff. Not only having them produced, developed, Uh, finding uh, some type of professional to maybe design a brochure or produce a TV commercial and then air that commercial. A lot of these things, when you already have a blog, you already have the tools necessary uh, that that in order to do these type of things. You would just put it up on your current website. I've heard people actually call their blog like a kitchen sink, and that's okay. Whatever you call it, news, blog, updates, whatever that area is, it should be a kitchen sink because a lot of times, Sometimes that's the only place you have to put these this information. Podcasting is just an audio format. And as the th- statistics show, if you go into the backlog of the Discontent Show archives here where I talk about podcasting, people are more likely to listen to you longer than you could ever put anything into words. And if you should be gifted with the gift of gab, don't worry about being perfect. Again, like I say, be good. Don't Don't worry. Don't dwell on being great. Great comes with the practice of doing good so podcasting sometimes all it takes is your earbuds that you have with an iphone and an app and the rest is history you could put that up there social media obviously it costs nothing to create a facebook account costs nothing to have a twitter account the cost is mostly your sweat equity your time and efforts into publishing content on there maybe just not things that are Specific for Facebook and Twitter because the downfalls, well, they're going to be pointed out today because I'm going to get into email. Email marketing is more specific, but email. Now, let me cover a few ground bases here to begin with. If you do email as part of any type of profession, any type of business or brand, you got to look like you're a professional, you got to look like you have a business or brand. I know a lot of people swear by Gmail. I did see something today when I was contacting someone that works in traditional media for a newspaper. They actually had their business name like at gmail.com, which I found very surprising, but – Papers are cutting some costs. It does cost money to have like a professional. Let's say my website, for example, is JoeKuzma.com. In order to have an email address, uh, mine's actually helloJoe at JoeKuzma.com. If you ever wanted to contact me, uh, make note of that. But in order to have that at JoeKuzma.com email address, usually you have it comes with hosting a website. As long as they provide email, or you can pay, pony up for one of these, uh, what do you want to say, um, business class or professional email tiers that Microsoft offers with, you know, their Office 365 and their Outlook platform or uh, Google for business, Gmail apps for business. They changed the name. I think it may have been G Suite or something. They're always changing the names of these things and the branding. So, uh, and there are others that are out there, uh, you know, even GoDaddy, which is like, you know, the the go to for all things internet uh, my own personal feelings aside from some of the things and how they work, you can still, if you have a domain name through them or ho- web hosting through them, you can purchase or, or you may even get a free email with your own vanity uh, URL or, uh, in layman's terms,.com. So, like a joe kuzma.com, and at joe kuzma.com, like info at joe kuzma.com or j kuzma at joe kuzma.com. You want to have a nice and professional looking email address so people know you're just not some fly-by-night that's hiding with a freebie email account. I can't tell you how many times I get solicited things in my inbox from people just with any random Gmail or Outlook or, or what was it live or live mail or whatever the other variations that Microsoft used to use Yahoo used to be one I used to get a lot from but I don't see those as much anymore it's almost always Gmail and you got to, you're got you wondering can I trust this email that I'm getting especially if it's unsolicited we'll be talking about unsolicited email here shortly so you want a professional looking email that's that's probably the biggest thing now I get I've been asked about email signatures. I'm going to have a blog up about this shortly. You want to keep them in plain text, no pictures, because let me tell you, there's probably, I don't know how many different email providers and then email platforms you could read the email through, and it gets chewed up. It's not like just some standard going through a website and all looks the same. So you don't want anything like images not showing up and then your links aren't showing up, you know, the fancy things people make to click on to go to a website or a Facebook out of your profile. Just put the links just put them in regular text there if they're hyperlinked because sometimes people get plain text emails and then you're going to miss out on that. And that's part of the email marketing strategy as well. If you're not using a top-level type service, and I'll just name them here. We'll get into it maybe Uh, if I run out of time for this show. I will talk about them in the near future, but some of the bigger names you may have heard of, Constant Contact, MailChimp. I know GoDaddy does some things like that. Uh, There are different web hosts who have what's called like a feature like announcement lists that come as part of hosting your website there, or you may have an IT company with whatever your business is. If you're large enough, you may even have your own mail servers, so you can blast out things. Usually what I'm talking about with email marketing isn't just you firing up the old Outlook or Apple Mail and rifling off an email to 25 random people because if you end up doing that – and there is like a limit. It's like probably 25 or 30 people at most in one message at one time with your own personal email, not like something that's dedicated to producing an email newsletter – and there's also the possibility of doing this type of stuff as well with wordpress i don't want to forget that they make plugins where you could generate newsletters and such especially if people subscribe to your site but if you do this with the personal email account you're going to get shut down for the day. Uh, there's only so many relays, as they call it, that they allow you within like a certain hour and then over a certain period of time. And it's usually about 250. So if you try and send out and, and you're, you're thinking you're going to get 2,000 emails out, you're going to end up missing emails for your other correspondents. So please don't do this with your personal email. Um, it's just, it's not worth it. But as you curate a mailing list, which is an important component to this, you'll find some of these things out. You'll see MailChimp is one that allows you to do so many emails X amount for free for a month, depending on how big or small your list is. And there are some costs attributed to using a service like that, but you could have fancier, nicer looking emails. If you stick to just the basics, then you could use maybe some of the, these other services as well. But usually the reason for going to one of those services is you never want to end up in somebody's junk or spam email. They have a high reputation for delivering those and making sure they're front and center in front of someone. And that's exactly why email is so important. It's a direct message. It's everybody has an email. And think about it. How many times do you check your email in a day? At least least once. I think everybody checks it at least in the morning. Now, I try and unplug and stay away from the phone in the evening. If you have alerts on your phone, I kind of have mine shut off because I end up getting everything from a, from fast food restaurants to sports updates. And, you know, it's sitting there and you may not read all of it or you may go through, but that's kind of the advantage to having email is not only does everyone have it, almost like a phone number, a, a direct point of contact to get in touch with someone, but uh, it could be personalized. You could customize it. Obviously one thing is you own your email. You, you This is something that you own and control. So unlike putting it out on Facebook where it disappears over a day or two of time, if something sits in someone's inbox while they're on vacation, they come back to it on that Monday morning after they've been gone, they've been out at the beach and whatnot. It's there. It's not lost. Uh, Nobody has to go directly on Facebook. I don't know how many people. Some people are addicted to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these different social platforms, maybe more than one at a time. I know I am because it's what I work with. I'm on it a lot. But I'm also on email a lot. And even the most, I don't don't know, people who aren't even on social media, such as like my dad, even he has an email address. And you know what? That email is going to sit there until someone decides to make it play some sort of action on it they're going to open it and read it or they're going to trash it or whatever be the case but they have to do something they don't have to it doesn't have to find them it is there okay uh, just like a standard piece of mail in your mailbox direct mail it is there whereas if you tweet something out it, maybe it comes through somebody's timeline it's not as personalized obviously you got to play within the rules of a facebook or a twitter where you don't you don't own those platforms, but this this is something you own and control, just like your own blog. And when you have an update to your blog, you can send out a blast. Or if you have multiple updates, you could send out a blast. You could also announce new products. But you have to have, just like a blog, have something of value for a reason for someone to sign up and, and get updates from you in their inbox, because they don't want spammed. I mean, there's such a thing as frequency. Usually, I like to send a notice out. Even if it's once every other week, week just to kind of stay in touch. There's there's some newsletters I belong to that are only monthly and they probably get very high open rates. But if you're doing something like almost daily, I could tell you there's a lot of pizza places that probably email me every day, if not every other day with specials. I'm not always opening that, but you can't You can't let that be like a defeatist type attitude as to whether or not you have uh, people, uh, an open rate that's low or high or whatever. Trust me, 10%, 20%, one in every five, I believe is about an an average, but it depends on industry as well. If you get something like a MailChimp service, uh, they keep track of those analytics, those statistics, so you can follow and see where you rank. And then you know if your message is good. It's just like anything else, though. Like I said, being overly salesy, they're probably you're not going to get as many opens as if you utilize email to notify people of something of value, something that's helpful to them. Whether that's just, hey, you know what? There's another podcast out. There's another discontent show that just came out, and I'll rifle off uh, an email blast for it. Now, I haven't. I'm I'm curating, I'm building a list right now. And that's something that's kind of important too. So I haven't quite rifled those off as part of the discontent brand as of now. But if you go to my website, you'll see At the bottom, everywhere on my page and even a a major section on my homepage. But in the footer, every single page you will open on JoeKuzma.com has a subscribe button. And that's something to kind of nudge people towards signing up for the email list. It's almost like one of those things that you hand business cards traditionally in business. You want someone else's email. So you may even have a Rolodex if you're an, an older kind of person. I'm kind of in the middle between the new tech and then the old school type of way of doing things. But if you have a Rolodex or you have a list of people already, that's it's like a network, it's a great place to start as far as uh, building a list. You want to ask for emails. You want to ask for permission because when you send things unsolicited or you do the worst thing, and let's say you buy a list or you're part of a, a regional chamber or, or Better Business Bureau or, or some type of commerce type of um, organization – and they have a list and they give it to you for some reason. It's probably not going to work out too well because, one, who wants email you didn't ask for? More than likely, after a few times and you don't open it, it goes into junk and it's done. And it's and if it's someone who might be interested in your um, products or services – they're probably not going to want to be annoyed or just, who is this person out of the blue? So uh, be careful with some of that stuff. Anyone who promises to like sell you an email list, you don't know where those emails come from, how they scrape them from wherever on the internet, and if they're even still valid. Uh, I can tell you from some past experience with even working with purchased lists Or if you don't even get the list and you use the service and they claim they're going to send it and they don't even show you the list and you you have no idea where this stuff's going to, these people may have – let's just say my topic is um, football, the American variety of football, by the way, like the NFL or college football, and – they send out something or you get a list and it might go to people that are interested in what we call here in the United States soccer which is football overseas that's t- totally not going to help your cause and get people interested so it's better even though there is no shortcut to this okay it's just a matter of building a list with people that you come into contact with uh, through your, your daily work however it is that you build your network or you come into contact with people people who visit your website you got to have a nice call to action, and just make sure that you know that you're building the list properly when you send these emails. Like I said, there's quality, there's the relevance, there's volume. So I think we've gone through basically. Quality is basically giving someone something that they want to receive from you. Relevance is those people are within that type of industry or walk of life that would want to receive it. And then the volume, of course, is not harassing someone digitally by spamming their inbox, of which you'll find out if you set up with one of these email marketing companies uh, that are out there, they're going to ask for a physical mailing address and things like that that comply with actual laws. (laughs) So you you should not be able to spam people. There's people that just go around this type of stuff. Stuff, and usually that'll get your account shut down. And then you have to start from scratch anyway. So stay away from the chamber lists that are get, or anything that's a purchase list that may have a high bounce rate, meaning that email never even gets delivered. It's a fake email. The person no longer works it wherever that email that, that goes to, so it doesn't exist anymore. It bounces back. You get a lot of bounces. You get a red flag or you get shut down. Uh, or if people report you as spam, which always kind of goes hand in hand, high unsubscribe rates and things of that nature also gets you shut down. So like I said, no shortcuts on this type of deal. Uh, basically, you know, if if you hadn't already... You, you wanna start asking for email addresses almost as soon as you get started with anything like a blog or a podcast or on social media. And it's okay just to post on social media, post it within your blog, asking right here. Like for example, if you wanted to sign up for my emails with discontent that are gonna be starting up shortly, you could go right over to my website at joekuzma.com. You'll find the button either on the homepage or just zoom all the way down the page. I believe it's a big orange button uh, asking if you wanna get email updates you can do the very same thing Uh, but don't forget you have friends family and work contacts already of which you could ask their permission or even if you just send them one introductory message through your new service that you're going to use for your email marketing and just make sure they're totally cool with it a lot of people will be especially if they already personally know you and they don't have a problem with you then you'll be okay (coughs) excuse me Of course, some of the things you're gonna send out is having a good blog, having a good podcast, or having some type of content. If you make something that's just special for email, I'm gonna say shame on you. Uh, Try and keep it brief. If you write these big long novels for an email, it doesn't belong in email. It belongs on your blog. So put it there, and then maybe put the title or a small, what we call an excerpt. You ever see like the little dot, 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 and then read more? That's what needs to be in an email. 50 words i don't know 50 characters however you best see that as being framed within your updates it also depends on how many things you're going to shove into one email i like three to five you could have a little bit more but just think it's the same thing as going through a web page scrolling through facebook or twitter think about scrolling with your finger if it gets to be too long same thing I was talking about with with your articles or blog posts that are too long. It's going to get ignored. So keep it simple. It also is going to take you a lot more time to put more things into an email versus less. And then if you burn through everything, then you have nothing for the next email as well. So keep all of those in consideration uh, when you're working with email. I think it's a very, important, uh, a very important aspect of content marketing. And, of course, I mean, email just regularly outperforms just about anything else and it, it can be something that even ends up monetized like a, a, like a blog or a podcast in the future. If those type of things, sponsorships and advertising is of interest to you because you're building your own platform, you're not worried about getting, I don't know, however many tens of thousands of likes on a Facebook page. Instead, you end up with a few thousand emails and that could be of value, not only to yourself but maybe others that you partner with with your normal business dealings Um, a lot of people credit it as being one of their highest assets as far as leading back or or getting um, clicks that go back to their own website where if your website's properly structured and you have good calls to action you're gonna have a lot more success with this because if you're familiar with the sales funnel uh, you're working further down the funnel with people who are already interested in your product. They're not just arriving to you at random. So it does have a much higher success rate. As mentioned before, too, you don't have to play within the confines of of Facebook or a Twitter or a Google Plus or a Pinterest. And those things are okay. But, you, again, the asset is your audience. This is your audience. Uh, okay? Okay. Um, And just one more thing that I just have to put out there again, how many times do people check their email and their inbox? And I have several emails that I have to check as well. So every morning, sometimes in the afternoon, during lunch, during work, if you have a work email, it's just something that's very consistent to get in front of people versus, I don't know, a lot of people probably can't access Facebook or Twitter while they're on the job. So keep these things in mind. I still have some more... Uh, more stuff that would be uh, that's going to be of use. More, one more pillar that's going to go out there. It's actually something that could be an incentive to help build your email list out and get some more solid contacts and help that thing grow. But I still feel email is a big one because you know what? If uh, I, I know I was telling you, you know, everything should lead back to your blog, but let's just say all you had was email. Let's say uh, your web browsers, your regular internet, your social media just went away tomorrow tomorrow, you would still have an email address. You'd still have a way to communicate with your audience, with potential clients and customers. So it's a very big one. Of course, all of the usual jazz that gets said on my pre-recorded ending here will roll in a second. Don't forget to follow me and subscribe at all of the various places you can do so. I appreciate each and every one of you tune in each week. I hope to have a little bit more volume here. Well, we're going to be covering uh, e-books, Very shortly, I'm going to have some more tools and some more tips and some more tricks, some more strategy for all of your content marketing needs here in the very near future. Until next time, my name is Joe Kuzma, and I encourage all of you to be safe, and I will catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about the show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. So you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.